0: Let's give you the update first. No word yet on Abreu, and we'll get to that. Get that out of the way since that happened on Friday night and we have not seen or uh, spoken to you since then. Uh, the uh, He had his appeal, uh, or it might be just finished. Uh, I would be very surprised if baseball puts itself in a situation. We all know that getting thrown out of that game was asinine. We all know that baseball uh, suspended him two games. It was mind-boggling. I think baseball probably did it to back up their umpire crew that was uh, the three blind mice on Friday afternoon with no sense of the sport whatsoever. James Hoy and all those guys. Oh, what a disgrace that was. But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I think that baseball does not want to put themselves in a sort of situation like Saints-Rams where all of a sudden Abreu isn't in the game. Eighth inning, 2-2 and they got to put somebody else in and Houston loses and then for the next 500 years all they hear about from the Astro fan is how baseball well the Astro fans are already down on baseball anyway because of the Spygate then uh, the Sign Gate whatever you want to call it but I think that they don't want to hear it from the Astro fan for the next 50 years about how they got screwed in game seven of an ALC. Yeah, so in and, and baseball, there's, there's president of the year. Uh, Utley broke Tejada's leg on one of the worst slides you'd ever see, and his suspension started the year after. Guriel made fun of Darvish, uh, and he mocked him for his uh, authenticity. That, of course, in a World Series in uh, 2017, and he got suspended five games in to the following year in 18. So I think that you'll see baseball knock it down a game and have him serve that suspension either game one of the World Series or sometime next year in the regular season. I do not think you'll see baseball put themselves in a scenario where, you know, they affect the outcome of the seventh game tonight, and if the Astros lost in the late innings, they would. Uh, I don't think they will do that. So from that standpoint, that's where, and we don't know that, That's just me from afar, they got four options. They can drop the two-game suspension, they can make them uh, serve it tonight, they can postpone it into the World Series, or they can do it next year I mean, that's basically their options and I think they'll do it next year uh, so that's number one with Abreu well what happened to him let's start there And what was an all time classic uh, in game five the idea that he and great job by Verducci last night who talked about the slide step first time he threw it all year on his pitch that hit Garcia in the shoulder the idea that Abreu in the eighth inning in a 4-2 game when he already knew that Leclerc the ranger closer was in the game Texas has no bullpen, and Altuve was due to bat in the top of the ninth. The idea that he is going to put an extra guy on base, another run at second base by hitting Garcia because he didn't like the way Garcia trotted around the bases is so mind-bogglingly stupid. I, I, I don't know where, in fact, anybody could think that he smoked Garcia to get back at him for the long trot, and we'll get to that trot in a minute around the bases. I, I, I just don't see how anybody in America could possibly think, and those circumstances, circumstances, that he is going to take it into his own hands to get retribution with Garcia and put his team in peril in game five of the ALCS against a bullpen and can't get anybody out. Uh, I don't understand that. How in the world would anybody be so stupid and do that? Or Martin, or uh, Martin, or Maldonado directed it. Not a chance. Why do you think Dusty got so upset for it? I mean, you are not going to do that without making sure the manager knows about it. Why do you think Dusty went absolutely nuts? Dusty was so upset. He said his stepmother called him and said, you're Johnny be Good. You can't act like that. And Dusty was crestfallen that he threw his hat and went crazy and didn't want to leave the dugout. And Dusty was 100 percent right. But for any umpiring crew, the six of them, to rule on intent in that situation is absolutely and the postseason is so mind bogglingly stupid you can't even you can't even address it. And then baseball, I guess, felt that they had to back up their umpiring crew because once they throw them out for intent, then baseball's got to rule on something. That's the only thing I can think of, because for baseball to double down on that is mind boggling. So they must feel they got to protect their umpires. You tell me. I I don't have the answer for that. But that to me is ridiculous. And the idea now that Garcia, if he got hit by the pitch and just walked to first base and said nothing, do you think they would have thrown out a brainer? The only reason they threw out Abreu is because Garcia went nuts. They were never going to go near it unless Garcia didn't turn around and start finger pointing at Maldonado. So the idea that Garcia essentially got Abreu thrown out of the postseason is mind-bogglingly stupid. I mean, and Garcia hurt his own team because it left Leclerc sitting in that dugout for 20 minutes and actually hurt Texas because they brought Presley in, who did an incredible job by getting the three outs without having that that fifth run score. So the idea, I mean, that is, I mean, so in other words, Garcia hit a home run who acted like an idiot running around the bases, stamped his feet, threw his bat, took forever. I just can't stand that with the way the player acts today. Uh, and, And then starts a fight when even if you argue that Abreu wanted to do it for retribution, take the hit and go to first base to help your team. Instead, Garcia made a mountain out of a molehill and made a disaster out of it for the clerk who got out there after a half-inning layover in the top of the ninth and got hammered. Hit, walk, home run, ball game, hammered. And then baseball, you know, here's the thing I got a problem with baseball. Baseball wants the player to celebrate the home run, self-expression. You know, they get clicks. The young kid gets a kick out of it. Bat flips galore, blah, blah, blah. All right. Let's argue that Abreu did throw at him on purpose, which we've just explained. It didn't happen. But let's even say it did. Uh, From an intent uh, standpoint. So in other words, Dan Garcia acts like an idiot, runs around the bases for 20 minutes. This is Verlander who hit the home run against, who's an all-time great, who runs around the bases, stomps on for uh, home plate. You know, you didn't see Altuve do that in the top of the ninth. Or when he beat the Yankees to win the pennant. But he acts like that, and baseball loves every second of it because the Colin Russo's of the world love it out in Wisconsin. And then that, what do you think, every pitcher in America and every team in America is going to like that kind of deal? You're rubbing salt in the wound. So in other words, and then you have the pitcher get uh, retribution, and you suspend him. So Garcia can act like an idiot and everything else, and the pitcher, these are human beings. And then they want a little, hey, you can't do that to our team. Run around the bases like you run around the bases before. Instead, he says, we'll, we'll show you, which is what the, they're human beings, not robots. That's what they would do. And then your response is baseball is, ah, we're going to suspend you. Well, Garcia takes 30 minutes to run around the bases and acts like an idiot when he's doing it. And a home run, by the way, they did not win the game. And did not win a pennant. And did not win a championship. And hurt his team. But you know what? Flip your bat. Take forever. Call us a riot. You know, walk around the bases nude. I don't care what you do. We're punished the pitcher who wants to, who's embarrassed by the idea that you embarrass their team. So he's embarrassed that his own team got embarrassed by you running around the bases. So he throws at you at the shoulder blade. And then the pitcher gets in trouble. When baseball condones the Sante around the bases. I mean, you can't make it. I mean, think about it for a second. That is incredible hypocrisy. But that didn't happen in this situation. What happened in this situation is Abreu slide step. Great job by Verducci last night. He was told to slide step with a man on first in the eighth inning, and it's the first pitch all year he did with the slide step. That is why the ball got away from him. And then the umpires. The dopes, the umpires go out there and they convene the six of them and they to themselves. Ah! Abreu was doing this in intent. Not thinking about Hunter now. What? They're down 4-2. They have no closer. It's 4-2 bottom of the eighth and he's going to hit him on purple. Why would he do this? The game's not over yet. It's not 9-2. It's 4-2. It's not 15-1. The game is not over yet. They're not winning 6 Nothing. What do you do? We can't throw them out of this game. We're making a mountain out of a molehill, ah! And that's what the that's what the umpires did. And the only thing I can ascertain is probably the sport felt they had to protect their umpires, who made a ridiculous, egregious decision on the field in that game the other day, and they didn't want to leave them hanging because if you throw if you throw out with intent, you always get punished by the by the by the powers that be, which in this case is Michael Hill, who somehow thought a two-game suspension during an ALCS was the right thing to do. Think about it for a second. You're Michael Hill, and you and you were in charge of this on-the-field discipline, and you're sitting to yourself in, the, in game six of the ALCS. At the end of game five, you're saying to yourself, ah, we got to suspend him. I, 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 what are you—that's so—excuse me. That is so stupid, it doesn't even—you can't even comment on it. I mean, you want the Astro fan base, and you want everybody to remember this for the rest of their lives that you suspended their second best reliever in Game Five of the World uh, of the ALCS for a th- for a hitting a hitter when it made absolutely no sense to do it. This is what your solution is. I mean, my goodness gracious, come on, guys, yeah, have a little, have a little feel of the game, okay? I watched every pitch. Have a little feel of the game. That's the last thing I was thinking about. It was Garcia's three-run home in the sixth inning in the bottom of the eighth. You know what I was thinking about that time if I was rooting for Houston? Get out of the inning. Let's get a guy on with Leclerc who's not great anyway, and I'll get Otuve up there, and Otuve is is a big-game player, and who knows? That's what I was thinking. Not, ah, let's go get Garcia back. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, I'll get this out of the way uh, now. Um this is. For, I'll do the Houston thing. I'll save Arizona and Phillies for a minute for a little later on. Um, the uh, tonight's game is fascinating for this seventh game. He got two aspects of the game that is fascinating. One on each side. Um, the 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 easy one is Scherzer. This is a. I mean, this is a huge start. For, now listen, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's won Cy Youngs and he's had some good postseason moments. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, a little bit like Scherzer, a little bit like Kershaw, who's had some decent postseason moments, but at the end of the day, his ERA in the postseason is two runs higher than it is in the regular season. So no matter how you identify that, he's not been nearly as good for a Hall of Famer in the bigger games than he has in the smaller games. That's just fact. I mean, 4 four four eight to 2-4-9. I mean, what else do you want? And Scherzer is beginning to fall into that category as well. Uh, two years ago, he couldn't answer the bell against the Braves. He stunk in one of the early games. Couldn't answer the bell against in game six. They had to pitch Bueller on short rest. That was a mess. Uh, and he wasn't good against the Giants. Last year we all know about what he did against uh, Atlanta late in the year and then of course against San Diego in the postseason. And we all know what he did in game three in this series when, they, when the Astros lit him up uh, down in uh, at Globe uh, Field and they pounded him and he couldn't get out of the fourth inning alive. So this is a very, very... This is a legacy start today for Scherzer, to make a long story short. He's got to go out there... And and, you know, in Game 7 with Washington, I was there. He was not overwhelming in the game. I mean, Greinke had a perfect game through six innings. He wasn't overwhelming in the game. He was okay, but he wasn't overwhelming, nor was he overwhelming in that series that the Nationals won. Strasburg was the MVP. Strasburg carried the team more than he did. So let's remember that as well. Um, Scherzer here has got to give the Rangers a chance. Uh, you're making $43 million a year. I don't want to hear about inactivity. I don't want to hear about that you're not 100%. Uh, you know, when you take the mound tonight at 810 or whatever the time might be, nobody in America who follows baseball cares about your physical well-beating, your neck spasms, the sort of things that have ailed you in the last few years. It's the old Jimmy Connors line and boy is it apropos for Max Scherzer tonight. If you're healthy, if you're injured, don't pitch. If you are pitch, you're not injured. That's simple as that. I can't sit there and evaluate. I didn't see a Voldy who's gone out there year after year after year and and pitch great, uh, and last night included, and he, he stretched himself in the seventh inning. I have never, I mean, I, I can't listen to tonight from sure as well. You know what? I'm inactive. I did some nice things well, but my neck feels shaky. I don't want to hear it. Nobody in Texas, nobody in the American League, nobody there who follows the Mets, nobody who followed the Dodgers two years ago wants to hear it. Go out there and take your team in the seventh inning like Avaldi just did. You're making $43 million a year. Go out there and do what Avaldi did. Pitch well, give your team a chance to win the game, and give yourself an opportunity in the late innings to, uh, you know, give your bullpen a little blow. Remember, there's sacrifice to that bullpen. I mean, I'm sure he'll go to Leclerc as much as he can. Yeah, he let Sorbitz pitch the righty who's done a nice job. He will let he get him in the ball game. I think he doesn't want to use Chapman. He don't want to see Andrew Haney. I don't think he, those are the three guys he wants to pitch. He wants to pitch Scherzer into Sorbitz, the big righty who's done a nice job. I can't pronounce his. Name last name. He's got a weird spelling, weird pronunciation. That, of course, into LeClerc. And he doesn't want LeClerc to go out there either and pitch more than, you know, three outs if he could avoid it. That's what Bochy wants tonight, and Scherzer, to do that, is going to have to respond. So, uh, it's a huge start for him. Listen, he's going to the Hall of Fame, he's made every nickel he can make, and he's on the team next year, so I get it. But Scherzer's got a, a, a tendency to be a lot better in June and July than he is in September and October. That is fact. He's got a chance to change a little of that recipe tonight with a good performance. That's the, that's the Texas side of things. The Houston side of things is this scenario in their building. They're 40 and 46 at home. This is a team that got swept by Kansas City, the second to last weekend of the year, which really put their postseason hopes in major jeopardy when he allowed Kansas City and before that Oakland to win five of six in Minute made the last week and the last homestand for them of the year, second to last week of the season. I mean, think about that for a minute. They got swept by Kansas City about a month ago, which almost cost them a postseason spot. They lost a game to Minnesota. They haven't beaten Texas. In 19, they lost four straight to Washington in their building, a series like this very reminiscent of that. I mean, Houston right now, if they win the night, Nobody, but first off, Houston's kind of playing with house money because who's going to kill Houston after all the success? But the one thing that the fan will do tonight if they lose, they will remember this year as the year where the Astros' ineptitude at Minute Made cost them a World Series appearance. That is what they're going to remember. They're going to remember that they were 40 and 47. They are going to remember that they allowed Texas to walk in and win four games, two of which when they trailed three games to two. That's what, If they win tonight, all that goes by the window, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And they cannot hit at home. That's their basic problem. Last night, eighth inning, bases loaded one out, down four, two is a case in point. They do not hit in their building. Outside of Alvarez and Otuve, they do not hit. They just don't hit. And that will be remembered and that will be on their tombstone, at least as far as the 23 season is concerned, if they can't go out there tonight and get a W. And having said all that, to me, it's a 50-50 game. I mean, do you you put your money behind Scherzer? Do you put your money behind the defending champs that is due to win a ballgame in their building? What do you put your—how do you handle this game, just as a baseball fan, where do you want to go? Texas has not lost a road game in the postseason. They jumped on Tampa, they jumped on uh, the Orioles, and they've jumped on Houston. And then when they had to beat Houston last night to force this seventh game today, they jumped on them again. They seem to love that little ballpark. They hit a lot of fly balls to right, and they hit a lot of short shots to left. I mean, that's all you need to do there. Avoid left center to right center, and you're in pretty good shape. So that, to me, is the angle tonight that you have to handle. What do you believe in more, Houston ending at jinx, or Scherzer finally giving you a good postseason start? I I don't really have, I, I you know, I don't know. I have a funny feeling Texas is going to win. This is very reminiscent of the Nationals. I've said that for a week. Uh, after, well, I said that for five, six days after Houston got game three in Texas there the other night. Uh, on uh, uh, That would have been Wednesday when they won. Was it Wednesday? Uh, let's see. Uh, Sunday, Monday. I think it was. Uh, Wednesday when Altuve won, then they won Thursday 10 3. And then, of course, on Friday with Altuve's three run homer, which, by the way, game five was an all-timer. An all-timer. And I have gotten on him, and I'm an idiot for doing so. Let's give that uh, Ryan Presley some pats on the back. What a performance. Houston actually got a break that Abreu got thrown out of the game. Because I don't know if Abreu would have gotten out of that. And he hadn't faced the three batters yet, so he's going to have to stay in there. Presley, in the eighth inning, comes in cold. First and second, nobody out. Gets out of that inning. He hits the 3 run homer. Now, he was lucky in the bottom of the ninth. You know, I mean, Simeon hit a hard ball to short. And, of course, uh, the ball that uh, Seager hit, almost, you know, left center pretty deep. Uh, then he struck out uh, the left fielder there, the young kid, Carter. Is it Will Carter? I think that's his name, right? Uh, he struck him out, uh, but the performance by Presley in that situation was mind-bogglingly good. You can't do better than that. He had to come in cold, he gets to three outs to keep the game at 4-2, and then he gets, the one, he gets out of it in the bottom of the ninth when he has to go up and down as far as the two innings are concerned. That is some tremendous, tremendous pitching. Tremendous pitching. So tonight is, uh, you know, tonight's—and, you know, baseball had a huge Friday night because they had the Philly game with our little buddy Kimball once again. Uh, we had the Philly game, and I'll get to that in a minute. I mean, some of the post-game remarks I heard about Kimball, did they, these guys watch baseball? We'll we'll, we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on. I'm going to get your calls in in a sec after this quick update. But you had that first game, and then you had the late game with the Diamondbacks bouncing back in the bottom of the eighth. Now, listen, did it mean much? Uh, Tonight, it probably didn't, but it did put a little doubt in the Phillies' minds, the eighth inning against Kimball, back-to-back, essentially, as the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, try to stay alive here in an hour and a half, which we all think is next to impossible, that team. So we'll see. That's where we begin. It's a busy afternoon. Your call's right on top of this. Uh Chris Alex Perlman's got a sports bite. He's on Mad Dog Unleashed. Don't go away. Away.
1: Away. Mad Dog Sports Radio. <laughs> fight. Chris, what's better than a Game 7? Exactly what we've got tonight between the Rangers and Astros. Max Scherzer gets the ball for Texas, opposed by Christian Javier at his 1.68 postseason ERA this year. First pitch, 8 Eastern. Diamondbacks trying to repeat the Rangers' feet from a night ago. Despite the season being on the line, Arizona's skipper Torrey Lavello staying optimistic. We didn't come across country to get our ass kicked. We came here to compete like we always do. And um, it's not a foregone conclusion. Our team is still very hungry. Um, you know, one game can can turn this thing upside down. And we know that. And that's what... We, we thought in game three and it worked. It got us right back into it. Talking to Sirius XM ahead of game six, a win in the Phillies are into the World Series for the second straight year. Game time, five Eastern. NFL Christian McCaffrey expected to play on Monday Night Football when the Niners visit the Vikings. Officially listed as questionable. Kickoff coming up at 8.15 Eastern. Before that, don't miss a new episode of Let's Go! Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald and Jim Gray recap all the biggest storylines at 6 Eastern right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio and the SXM app nba james harden status for the sixers opener thursday very much up in the air now he still hasn't reported to practice t wolves forward jaden mcdaniels has agreed to a five year 136 million dollar extension according to his agents i'm alex perlman You've heard from the doggy. Now it's your turn. Call Triple Mad Dog 6.
0: That's 888 623 3646. It's Mad
1: Dog Unleashed on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Here's Christopher Mad Dog Russo. And you're
0: listening to Mad Dog Unleashed on Mad Dog Sports Radio live from the Paramount Plus Studios. Stream every UEFA Champion League match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. Here's Mike in San Francisco. His starters today. And he says hello. Michael, good afternoon. How are you today? Mike,
2: shoot. Hey Chris, um, a couple of things. Uh, well, I, you, know, you might have covered this before uh, the series started, during the series, but I mean, it, it shouldn't be even close as far as you know. With Dusty with 26 years of experience, Bochi with 26 years of managerial experience. I mean, this over 50 years of managerial experience playing in a playoff game. I, I mean, what 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 manager combination has that been in, in, in baseball history? I thought maybe. Sparky and Dick Williams in 84, but I mean, it just. I, I can't think of a, a combination right like that. No, this, you came up with a good a one. F-
0: Sparky only had about 14, No, in 84. Dick yeah. Williams probably had about 22 or 20, no, he had more. Dick Williams, because he yeah. managed the Red Sox in 66. So, Williams yeah. would have had about 28. That's not nearly as much as these two. These guys usually won't make a big mistake. Uh, you know, Bochy, he lets his pitchers go. You give him credit. He let LeClerc, he brought him in last night. I didn't think he'd mm-hmm. do that in the eighth inning. Turned out to be the right move, because they didn't have they use him in the ninth, um, you know, Dusty goes with uh, Boach goes with the hot hand. Uh, I think he mm-hmm. won't try to bring Chapman in unless he has to tonight. I think from that standpoint, he'll you know he'll try to make sure he gets through the eighth inning. You'll see the other kid out there, the righty, here pitch mm-hmm. tonight long before you see Chapman pitch tonight. And these two guys are great managers. So there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's been really kind of good. very very cool series. So, Chris, I, you know, I'm I'm assuming that you know before the World Series, you you might get a chance to talk to to Manford. I mean, he he he's not going to say what your theory is that uh, uh, you know baseball is trying to protect their umpires, but that 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 is just I, I do I don't get that one. You know, how can you throw that kid was not Bray was not throwing at Garcia in that situation? I, I don't get that. I, baseball needs to they got an answer for that one because that just didn't make any. Any sense? I mean, I know they have some history, but this is Game Five of, of a playoff game. I mean, come on, that, that that just didn't make sense. So I'm I'm hoping you're able to get some kind of at least some kind of clarity that makes sense, but it won't make sense. So that's all I well,
0: and, and I think you know. the and I do think the answer is I do think they protected the umpire uh you know if the umpire just throws him out at for intent and baseball does nothing uh you know that puts the umpires in a in in harm's way I don't like the idea now listen I know this is 2023 so who cares what I think an old fogey from the 60s but to me uh when you hit a home run can you can you get around those bases a little quicker I mean, it's, uh, I know people think, ah, come on, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what you, this is, this is uh, let them express themselves, all that nonsense. Okay. If you want to do bat flips and you want to express yourselves, there's going to be somebody on the other side who's going to take comeuppance with that. All right. You can't, Garcia took 20 minutes to run around the bases, threw his bat Hard under the ground Jumped on home plate I mean it was It was way over the line And then So if you argue That it was He was throwing at him Well who do you How can you blame Abreu I mean my god I mean how do you Blame Abreu I mean Garcia Showed up the Astros So you blame Obreu for, you know, you don't do that to us. with the Houston with the defending champs. And so baseball that, you know, loves the clicks, loves the attention, loves the idea that everybody's showing these highlights. But what they do is then they uh, then because of human emotion, they suspend a guy who retaliated. How come Garcia didn't get suspended? Anybody asking that question? They wanted to spend debris. Why didn't they suspend Garcia? Not only did Garcia start the mess with the run around the bases, he then, after he got hit, you know, started a, 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 fr- a fracas with the freaking catcher, Maldonado. So why, we get, why didn't Garcia get in some trouble? Now, he got thrown out of that game, but he didn't get thrown out of, pre- uh, of following games. He got thrown out of that game, but he was there fine for the other. Why didn't he get suspended? I don't understand. So we're going to suspend a pitcher, yet the guy who precipitated the whole nonsense and then caused the ruckus after he did get hit gets to play? Uh, how does that work exactly? That's not fair.